0: From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun.
1: If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> really excited to be sharing these with you, and thank yes. you for rating and thank you for listening. We are very appreciative
0: we've yeah, it's gone uh, wonderfully thank you guys
1: we've noticed uh on the analytics we can see where people are listening in from and I've noticed we even have viewers in Hawaii and uh, on two islands as a matter of fact and I know there can as a matter of fact be bad traffic in honolulu and if you didn't know this, yes, there can be bad traffic there, so if you're listening to this. In Hawaii, if this is you, thank you for listening. We're very appreciative.
0: I'm going to give a shout out to South Dakota, actually, because for the first couple of podcasts, they were the only state in the union with no listeners. And I was like, come on, South Dakota, you can do it. And somebody in the southwestern corner of the state is now listening. Thank you, South Dakota, for joining us as well.
1: Ah, oh, right on. All right. Well, coming up for this podcast, we have two car debates, one for Alec. Uh, he is 19, and we are discussing the, the uh, Nissan 350Z mm-hmm. versus the Honda S2000. Yep. And the other uh, car debate... For this one is Vladimir. He is on Ontario, and we're debating the Subaru WRX versus sports sedans.
0: Yeah, yeah, the new one. Which is, that's kind of an interesting discussion. He's got some interesting new sports sedans he wants to talk about in relation to the WRX. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. But first, we're going to get back to a discussion we started about two weeks ago where we brought up the fact that Drive Channel has gone to Drive Plus. their subscriptions. And that's just was an interesting discussion starter for us to talk about how small our show is, the high cost of video, and then to, to open it up to you guys and say, what do you think we should do to help our show grow? And thank you, because there were a ton of responses. You guys responded on Facebook. You sent us a lot of personal email. We got some personal Facebook messages. Honestly, we got some really, really good, consistent commentary. And the number one thing, and I think you and I already both noticed this, Paul. The number one consensus thing we noticed in everybody's commentary was you wanted choice. You wanted yeah. options. Yeah. You said, okay, if you guys are going to make a change, give us the option for how we can engage with your content. We have already decided between us, we're not going to do a subscription channel. We, not only do we not think we're big enough for that, we don't put out enough content. We don't think that's a good yeah. match for what Everyday Driver does. We yeah. started as video. We want as many people to see it as possible. YouTube is a great conduit for that. So we're not going subscription, but here is our plan. And this comes a lot from the things you guys suggested and the things you said we'd be up for this. So here's we've kind of got a three-pronged approach we're going to do going forward. First off, the YouTube channel is not changing. If you watch us on YouTube, please keep watching us on YouTube. We want people to find us. We want you to share. It's not going to change at all. All of the full reviews that we do are going to continue to be available right there at Everyday Driver on YouTube. So please keep doing that
1: like to spend uh, just a moment talking about this and talking specifically about ad blockers as both Todd and oh, I yeah, have learned yeah, yeah. a little bit more about the usage. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, funding. Are, are we here asking for money? Well, yes, specifically for putting back to the show to create content faster. And the more we find out about ad blockers is that the, the people who use them, well, that's fine, but it is... Standing directly in the way of uh, us g- as content creators getting paid for everything that we put out, and Todd, didn't you say it was something like uh, half when you looked at stats? Well, here, here's uh, the thing. I
0: mean, this is one of the the interesting points that and good points that's come out of the whole Drive Plus thing is that has really brought to the forefront how much ad blockers get in the way of those of us that are trying mm-hmm. to make content for you guys for free, actually making any money. We've looked at our analytics in depth, and the the sad truth is. We're only monetizing half of our YouTube views, half of it, right. which is kind of shocking because we don't get a ton of views to begin with, but literally chopped right in half. Now, I'm not suggesting that means 50% of our audience is using ad blockers. But that does suggest it's probably more than 30%. I mean, there are other scenarios in which you didn't see an ad on the front, and that those exist as well. But that means a minimum of 30% of our audience are, are using ad blockers, and as a result, you aren't seeing literally even the five seconds of the upfront ad. All of that helps us. Right. And in most, most cases, look, I understand you may have an ad blocker because certain stuff has driven you nuts on all the sites you travel to. You could turn those off for just us. That may seem like it's asking a lot. But if you're going on YouTube and you have a content creator you like, please turn that ad blocker off. That legitimately yeah. does help us. And when you consider our YouTube channel is unchanging as far as we're not taking anything away from you, that genuinely helps us with five seconds of your time.
1: Yeah, it's just that alone is a way you can help us out. And it's, it's a little thing, but instead of you know pulling money out of your pocket, just that little tiny thing Will Agreed. help us tremendously. Agreed. So just something and, for you to know. And like I said, as we have learned more about this, I didn't even realize that it was affecting us by half. I didn't realize that at all. And I, I didn't uh, realize the
0: number was that high either. I knew it was I knew it was more than thirty percent. But when I was looking at our last few months of tracking and seeing a consistent fifty percent that was A little horrifying, but uh, (laughs) but we're here anyway and working hard for it either way. The second thing we're going to do. So first thing is the YouTube channel is unchanged. All of our full reviews will be there. Please keep watching and sharing. And we want your comments. I mean, that's the reason we exist. Yeah. The second thing we're going to do, we are going to continue to do a large film, at least one large film a year, maybe two large films a year. So look at our Porsche 911 comparison from last year, that full 80-minute piece. We're going to do at least one of those a year, Maybe not a comparison, but something that is larger that is only available via rental or via purchase, and that'll be for two reasons. So we can recoup our costs on doing those, because something of that scale for us is quite an undertaking, both personally, time-wise, and also just just financially. But also, any money we make off of that goes into our ability to do not only another one, but hopefully a bigger one the next time. So that's the reason we will be charging for those. We are adding a third and one new variable, though.
1: This is pretty interesting, and it uh, looks like we are pronouncing it wrong. Both you and I, it is yeah. Patreon. You can be a patron of Patreon. Yeah. This is a website that, unlike Kickstarter, which is really a one-shot deal, one time only, this is for content creators. It doesn't matter if you're a musician, you're an artist, but almost specifically for YouTube creators, this is something that is enables you to have a choice, and it will allow you to support only the projects you want to. It's, again, in the category of choice. You certainly are not obligated in any way, but if this is something that fits your budget and you're able to do it, we're talking about uh, using Patreon for this.
0: Yeah, many of you guys actually brought up Patreon. What's what's interesting about this that I kind of found just ironic to some degree is that two, three months ago, I had a couple of people mention Patreon to me and I kind of went, What now? And I went on the website and went, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a match. But then the Drive Plus thing happened. And we throw the question out to you guys. And a good number of you said, what about Patreon? So at some point, I decided, all right, I need to pay attention to this. We looked into it a little bit. Essentially, you are being a patron like you would be for first two things I can think of, NPR or PBS. Mm -hmm. You may not listen or watch those things, but it's the same kind of thing. They have a broad audience and a small percentage of the audience would like to support that content so there can be more. That's exactly what we're talking about. If you want to keep watching our YouTube channel, you don't want anything to change, that's fine. Thank you. We're glad to have you. Please doing so. But many of you have said over the years, and in fact, in the two weeks since we brought this up, have said even more, hey, we'd like to help you guys out. Is there a way to do that? That's the reason we're going to Patreon, yeah. to allow those of you that would like to to have a infrastructure to say, give us a dollar a month. I mean, we're, we're asking for tiny amounts there. We are giving a, a few little incentives and giveaways at different levels. To, to, in case you guys like that, we feel like that's important. But ultimately, if a small number of our total 70,000 subscribers, that small number, if a tiny fraction of that gave us a buck a month, <laughs> we are so small and that revolutionizes our channel. That's that what's crazy huge. is the tiny tiny numbers we're talking about that would allow us to double our content. What are we trying to accomplish? <laughs> that's a key thing. Right now guys, We are, we talked about this two weeks ago, we are at the maximum of our ability in both time and money to create these video reviews. We don't want to sacrifice the quality. So that means we have one come out roughly about every three weeks. Now we may have three in a row, like we just did with our uh, CLA A3 Accord piece, but essentially it averages out to about one good review about every three weeks. We'd like that to be every other week is a full review. And the interstitial weeks, the weeks in the middle, are where we cram in any and all sights and sounds pieces. So at least every other week you're getting a full review from us. I'd like it to be more than that. But even that is quite a ramp up.
1: Well, here's uh, another twist to that. And that is the one-time contributor. And that is not necessarily what we're talking about for the Patreon usage. This is more for a monthly, a, a smaller contribution monthly. Now we have had people approach us and they found us on PayPal, as a matter of fact. If that is you and you'd like to do that, we're more than happy for that. It shocks us and we're floored, but we've had contributors just find us and out of the blue send us a one-time payment, which again is is shocking. But that is not necessarily, I look at that as a few and far between kind of a thing. What we're talking about with Patreon is really an, an ongoing thing as you are able to support us.
0: And by the time you hear this, you will be able to go to Patreon, search for Everyday Driver, and you will be able to find us. Yes. So, so that is already does exist. Again, that is for those of you that would like to be patrons of what we do. And you say, I'd like to see more from these guys. How will you, a viewer, know that your money has gone into that? Well, we're gonna have more content. Right. So you could sit there and you'll have no more content at f- speed wise than you're having right now, and you'll know, okay, these guys didn't get enough patrons, but nothing on the channel changes. However, we ramp up. If the scale of it ramps up, if the speed of it ramps up, you will know right away you or maybe not you, somebody has been a patron that has helped Everyday Driver take the next step. Because to be candid, we're just, we're tapped out right now. We're at the maximum unless something changes outside of ourselves. We're looking for that outside thing. Please know. We are chasing sponsors. We continue to yes. chase sponsors. Yes, we important. have a big piece coming up later in the year. If we pull it off, I will. it'll be quite a coup. And we're looking for Agreed. a sponsor for that. More on that as it comes. But this is a way for us to engage with you guys who have said, how can we help? This is a way you can do it. You don't want to do that? Cool. Nothing will change. But if you help us, it will only change for the better.
1: Yep. So what you do, it's up to you. If you choose not to be a patron on Patreon... That's completely (laughs) fine. So please keep watching. Please keep listening to us, sharing, commenting, retweeting things. Nothing is going to change or go away in terms of that. But we're offering this choice. And if you choose to help us out, it's change for the better
0: and thank you guys for just engaging with us on this. I mean, we threw out that question not really knowing what your response was going to be, and having not decided, honestly, what we thought we should be doing. So you guys were very informative and shaping in that. So uh, here's where we are, those three options, same YouTube channel, uh, a film at least a year, and now the new Patreon option. So that kind of hopefully wraps that up for a while. We're not gonna revisit this for a while. We're going to continue on into this episode and all the other episodes of The car debates.
1: And switching gears, we've got Alec, And he is 19, doesn't own Mm -hmm. a car at the moment. So that doesn't mean he hasn't, this is not a first car. It just means he doesn't have one right now. And Alec is looking to buy a used car, about 10 to 15 grand, and he suggested two for us. And I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. The first one is the Honda S2000, which we have driven a lot, we love. And also the Nissan 350Z, which I continue to maintain, has the ass of a (laughs) melted ice cream cone. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, I maintain that, but it is an interesting choice and uh, certainly a fun car. So he's, he's got these cars that he's selecting for school, yeah. for work, for personal use. And it sounds like to me he's leaning towards a two-door coupe, two-seater, rear-wheel drive car. However, yep, yep. I'm curious to know about your suggestions and what you think might be a sweet spot here.
0: Well, there's a couple of things interesting. He the way he contacted us, he, he didn't actually tell us where he is, so I'm just going to go with what he's given us and and say that Alec is gonna be somewhere where a convertible or rear wheel drive is not gonna be a problem. Let's sure, hope he's not sure. in you know deepest, darkest Alaska or something. Let's just assume <laughs> that he's not. So uh, so anyway, so S two thousand, but specifically the AP one, so the, the very first generation that'd be the ninety nine to uh two thousand, yep. which yep. is a little bit more raw, a little bit more tail happy. Uh, still a great car. So that versus the three fifty Z and then of course that makes me think about wild cards and that kind of stuff. Just going with the two he's recommended though, I would say S two thousand all day long. I would too. I, I think, it's, I, I think I, it's more interesting. I uh the three fifty Z when we did our, our three generational Z comparison, three hundred Z X, three fifty Z, three seventy Z, uh the three fifty came in a, a, a distinct last. There's yeah, it's not for a, both of us okay, as a matter of fact. It's It's not. It's not a bad car. Okay. Right. For those people already that their hackles are up because they have a 350. (laughs) They're already typing. I I can hear the typing going on right now. Yeah. Of course they are. But (laughs) here's the thing. It's not. It's not a bad car. But uh, I will say this. If you're gonna think about a 350, you have to go very late models. The last couple years they were made. They were Mm -hmm. better than the first three or four years. So you have to go a very late model. uh, That will help you. But the S2000 is just more interesting, more agile, more fun to drive than that 350Z. I also would say this though: for fifteen grand, okay, maybe push that a thousand or two. I think you can get into a three seventy if you shop well. You think and so? Three seventy. I, I think it's possible. It depends maybe. on where he is in the country. It depends sure. on if you can stretch another grand or two. But it there's no question in my a, mind.
1: A little bit higher mileage, but who cares, right? It's a yeah, Japanese seven, car. Yeah, seven.
0: For seventeen, eighteen grand, I'm certain he could get himself into a three fifty a three seventy, and that is, I feel like, worth the stretch. That is a better Absolutely. car than the three fifty. And now, Alec, uh,
1: s- you have practicality in here too. So the S2000, yeah. not as practical. I do lean towards that as as Todd does, but the three seventy, mm-hmm. if you can stretch, if you can find one, that's definitely going to have more practical uses. So, um, well, I, it's, that's an interesting it's a, choice.
0: It's a refinement of that 350. The things that are good about the 350 are refined better in the 370. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. sharper, it's faster. The engine feels a little bit more willing. I, I just, I think it was the, the interior is much is heavily refined, much much better. I think it is by far worth the stretch. I personally would, uh, I personally in this debate would step over the 3, 350, but might waver off the S2000 if a 370 was available. Um, so I think that's at least worth discussing. I'm also going to say random, MX5. I mean, if you're going to look at the S2000, okay, MX yeah. you could get you could get a hard top, a retractable hard top MX5 for similar money for around that 15 grand. I think you could probably find them. Uh, yeah, they are not. You'd have as,
1: to shop well for that, but yeah, you could. You
0: would. You could. You would. They're 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 not. Here's the thing. They're not as sexy and interesting as the S2000. I will fully agree with that. Uh, but they are. I almost feel like it's a blending between the more usability of the Z car and the more frantic nature of the S2000. I feel like that that MX-5 is right in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that the trunk's a little more usable. It's a little more, you know, vibration harshness world. It's a little bit easier than the S2000. You don't have to rev the engine into oblivion to find the power. It's not as awesome as the S2000, but it's a worthwhile consideration, I think, here, too.
1: Alec, I personally think you're going to get... Uh, I'll just put it out there. I think you're going to get bored with the 350Z more quickly. If you choose mm. that over an S2000 or some mm. of these other mm. cars, I, it's going to be fine. Like we're saying, it's not a bad car. But I no. just think it's going to be great for about 10 minutes. And then you're going to get bored <laughs> with it and think... Wow, I'm kind of having some buyer's remorse because it was I hear fine. typing again,
0: Paul. I hear typing. The, na- the natives are restless. They are typing and coming for you, man.
1: I just, I just, I, I was not thrilled with that car. And I know there's a lot of people are. And I just, if you could stretch and find a 370 all day long, absolutely. But my choice is the S2000. I was also yeah. thinking of a couple wild cards here. And good, good. good. It's, they're out there for your age and for what you need i feel like you just need something bulletproof reliable which is the honda s2000 but
0: i would agree with that agree for with for th-
1: for what we're talking about there's an earlier mazda rx7 which is small but the problem is maintenance there and you've got to oh, shop yeah, well to find a pretty nice one that's going to treat you well yeah, but then there could be a black hole it could be and my other suggestion is probably also a black hole of money it's a porsche 944 <laughs> Great handling car. Lots of fun. The turbo's got plenty of power. Fantastic weight balance. But Porsche 944s are age now, and they're... That's a third or fourth car for most people, I would say. It's also
0: a third or fourth mortgage, by the way. I'm sorry, but a 944 <laughs> I mean, is, I mean, I've I've looked at them. I think that is an expensive car to have for they're, fun. They're I, cheap
1: I, to buy and not cheap to own. And exactly. that's the problem.
0: I think that's the issue there. I, I think those are, both from car perspective, fantastic recommendations. From an ownership perspective, Awful. <laughs> as a 19-year-old, I think I would <laughs> run away screaming. I think the, that's all bad.
1: And then you're going to write back and say, you know, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> and why did you recommend this car? So that's why I keep coming back oh. to the S2000. And if you can yeah. do the practicality or the lack thereof, and I mean, you're just going to smile every time you drive this thing. You're just going to laugh to yourself. Yeah, I wish Honda still made them too. So um,
0: yeah, I mean the trunk is small, the yeah. cabin is tight, but it is such a driver's car. It's such it really a fun is. driver's car. And if you here's the thing, one of the only things that keeps me away from the S2000, I'm not a convertible guy. I wish there was a coupe version. I wish there was a hardtop yeah. version. You yeah. know what? If you t- imagine blending the S2000 body style with that Z4, uh, uh, oh, Beamer
1: that uh, coupe Z body style, that Z coupe s- or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh,
0: that that would have been so awesome, but it doesn't exist. The no. fact that you kind of no. want a convertible, the fact that you're calling it out as something you'd kind of like, I think, I, I'm not really sure what the downside is. If you can do S2000, I say absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I will not let this go for that price point without just saying Volkswagen GTI. Just had to slip that in there. I don't know what cars you owned in the past. It is the Complete exact wild opposite cars of... card in
0: relation to where you are right now. I mean, now we're front-wheel <laughs> drive hatch. Boy, it's, you just went off into the weeds.
1: It's the exact opposite of everything, but yep. for that yep. price... I cannot not tell you to look at that and at least drive. Maybe you're coming out of one, or maybe you've driven one and don't like them. That's why you're going rear-wheel drive. But for that price, they're just so much fun and practicality all day long. People, gear. Yeah,
0: I, I still think, <sighs> I, I hear you, and for usability, you're you're yeah, you're yeah, in a whole other category now. Yeah. I still think the S2000 is going to be more reliable. I actually do.
1: I, I think you're right. It's just, that thing anyway. is bulletproof for 200,000 miles. So, Alec, hope that helps. Yeah. Uh, write us back. Curious to know what you land yeah. on, and absolutely, um, absolutely. don't buy three hundred and fifty Z. That's uh, all I've got to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and again, I hear typing. This time associated with tribal drums. You are in such trouble.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. All so right. So let, let's move on. Let's move
0: on to uh, Vladimir in Ontario. He wrote us in with an interesting. He has left the uh, the super sports cars we've been dealing in the last few episodes, and he's yeah. gone with a really interesting discussion here. He's in Ontario. So we are talking about weather, but okay. he's talking about sedans. He's an he's a MBA grad, recent MBA grad in his late 20s up in Ontario, and uh, he is looking at sedans, four-door sedans. And his question is kind of an oddball. It's interesting. What about a fully loaded 2015 WRX? And, of course, we know we like that car. But he's talking about if, it, if it's an option, I want it. So every option possible. So that car, let's be honest, is mm. probably going to be, you get it all in, it's going to be low 30s. The one you we might, drove, what
1: was that, 32, 33? Uh, no, the one we
0: drove was right at 30. But the one we drove didn't have, like, everything possible. So it just didn't have if, if fully you, loaded. If, if, yeah, right, right, If right. you went all in, my guess is you'd be out the door 32, maybe 35. Some, I'm sure there are some dealers out there they are going to spike the price. So let's say 32, 35. But he's putting that against these three interesting base options, Cadillac ATS, Mercedes CLA, or a three series. Now, here's the here's the, the, the curveball, I feel like, though. That ATS and the three series, by the time you get them out the door, we're talking 35 to 40 now.
1: Oh, easy. Uh, I was going to say so, is the WX the benchmark in terms of price? And also, Vladimir, uh, are you looking at only a new car? Uh, I didn't see that in here so i get the
0: sense with this listing i get the sense that he's that he's shopping new i think just only new i think he's yeah i I think that's because he's talking about new wrx brand new wrx versus base of the other ones that to me says says a brand new shopping discussion but 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 i guess what i take away from that what i take away from that though is the price point we're actually talking about here is 30 to 35 to 40 grand the okay. WRX is a bit below, but I think the, I mean, ATS, CLA, three series, you get them actually out the door, thirty five to forty grand. So okay. that's what we're talking about. I, I feel like, and this is an interesting foursome because the WRX is. He's asking if it essentially punches above its weight. I hate to use that cliche. I'm sorry that I just did, but it's out of my mouth now. Uh, but anyway, there. that's what that's what we're talking about. We're talking about W. Is the WRX worth? Uh, can it can it hold its own? And is it worth what it costs? It costs less. Is it worth it? I've been pondering this. Okay. What, do you have thoughts already? Because I, 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 my brain's kind of off and running on this already.
1: I have a bunch of thoughts, as a matter of fact. There's one particular detail, Vladimir, that you mentioned, and that is you're not particularly interested in something that screams success. And mm-hmm. that is exactly in line with how we think and how we shop, because especially with yep. a BMW, although BMW makes phenomenal cars, you don't buy it for the badge on the hood. You've got to buy it for what you're you saying. shouldn't. Maybe a fully loaded yeah. WRX. So, I've got uh, a couple thoughts and then one that I feel is missing off this list. And it okay, might good, be good. just because I'm an Audi fan, but I don't see the A4 <laughs> on here. <laughs>
0: Paul brought up an Audi. I I wish I was shocked. Gee. I not.
1: Gee, not. yeah. Paul and Audi. Uh, well, the A4... That's a fantastic car, and all-wheel drive, just like the WRX, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the the list in here is also about engineering performance, long-term value, and certainly comfort, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's some choices we're going to suggest here, Vladimir, that are more very driver-focused, but there's some others that I want to suggest that are definitely more on the comfort and kind of commute and still great value. They might be what's known as the other guys. These are the cars you might be forgetting about. So Yeah, good. um, Bring them. them. uh, All right. So here we go. Uh, A4 is not on that list. You've got to go drive one of those. It is German. Great car. I think it's sort of the new money, the smart money. It doesn't scream BMW. You bought a BMW just because every other college graduate or... (laughs) uh MBA graduate just got one. So um, I, I was going to name a school there, but I decided to hold new, off. So. New,
0: new MBAs had three series parking on the right.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's a license plate Terrible. frame. I think they hand that to you along with your diploma, Possibly. but whatever. Um, so the other two, I, I've got a wild card that you might suggest as well. Uh, okay. Um, my other two are, this is out there, just stay with me it's the Volkswagen CC which is essentially the stylish Passat but those are expensive yeah. i will admit they're fully loaded they're 40 grand 42 almost so i think they're loads of style i really like how these cars look they're yeah. great they're a german car you're going to love the comfort the engineering certainly i don't know about value but that's why i was asking you know was it used or is it only new they're, but the Volkswagen CC could fit that bill it's kind of interesting
0: they're nice inside and out but I don't think they are the driver's car of anything else on this list. They're I not. Don't think they
1: are. They're certainly not. Um, all right. So my other suggestion is eh, I, something I've liked. I like the seats in the car certainly, but that is the Volvo S60 T5. It's the hotted up performance mm. version of yeah. Volvo's yeah. four-door Ford sedan that is essentially Volvo's Audi A4. And let's be honest. The Volvo A4. (laughs) Let's just mix everything from here on out. Mix metaphors. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, So that could be an interesting choice. It does not scream success. It's still in the 36,000, 38,000 range. Yeah, yeah. And certainly comfortable car. But my wild card is all about performance and all okay. not about comfort. So you, okay. might, you, you might be able to guess it already. Can you?
0: You tell me, man. No, no, God, no, you're, you're so far <laughs> off of the weeds, I can barely see you right now. You're talking Volvos at this point. I know, so I told going. you.
1: I told you it was the other guys, the cars you forget yeah, yeah. about, the cars you
0: yeah, don't yeah. dream about. Okay.
1: <laughs> this is the Mitsubishi Evo MR. It is yep. fully loaded and certainly high performance we love that car that thing will eat every choice on this list and it doesn't necessarily scream success it's it screams as a driving enthusiast and a purist. You bought it for particular reasons, not for the badge yeah. on the hood. So well, that's I mean, my it's out there.
0: I, I put the, that's funny. I put the MR Touring on there as well. The problem with the MR Touring the, Touring though is is a couple points. I think at that point, by the time you get into that car, you're gonna you're gonna break forty grand. So that's one issue. Yeah. The nice yeah. thing about it is when you get the Touring, the MR Touring, you don't have the big wing anymore. You've got the nice uh, the nice BBS wheels, but you don't have the wing. It starts to look a little bit more. It it, it looks it's not a sleeper at all because it's an evo but it's not a, <laughs> right. it's not a boy racer though either it, it's it's like the car in the parking lot that you're like what is that again right it's which i like car. that
1: little lip spoiler it's just subtle yeah, at much that point.
0: much classier I, I would yeah i mean obviously i love that car but i think that car yeah. is one of those performance cars real performance values that can go anywhere and look decent going and doing anything let's be honest it's not a nice interior it's just not. Even with it's the seats not. covered in leather and all that, it's still a it's a twenty something thousand dollar car interior that's been hotted up. That yeah. is the problem with that car. And actually, I want I want to go on a tangent here because you've you've been all over the map. I'm going to do the same. I, I'm all over for, the map. <laughs> for this thirty five to forty grand though, Vladimir, honestly, you're in STI money. I'm not sure why the STI is not in this discussion. Yeah, very true. Because because you've actually now jumped to the next one up, which is more performance based. Now I will acknowledge it's a little bit more hardcore. So it might not feel a little bit more normal. And it does have an enormous wing on the back, which is probably not what you want for I'm a new MBA. So maybe you take the wing off. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. But um, you could be in an STI by the type of money we're talking about. And now you're in the even classier (laughs) car. But still, WRX or STI, in both of those cases, you're, you're dealing with a car like the Evo we're talking about a car with a twenty-something thousand dollar interior essentially in a forty-something thousand dollar car so uh, that's where the the ATS CLA 3 Series start to feel like different money so here's the way I broke this down if you're looking for driving value off of the ones you listed the the WRX ATS CLA 3 Series if you're talking driving (coughs) value WRX over CLA all day long much better drivers car much more interesting and ATS over 3 Series the ATS yeah. is a much more fun car to drive than the current 3 Series, especially in base form. The especially. The ATS is a much more interesting car to drive. That's if you're looking for, from a driver's perspective. But the whole list flops if you're looking for prestige and luxury. Right. If, you do, if you're thinking right. about prestige and luxury, it's CLA or 3 Series. I personally would probably say 3 Series except for the fact you're going to see yourself so much it might make you nauseous. You're going to see so many other 3 Series you might be like, why do I have this car that everybody else yeah, has? see,
1: that's the problem with that car. It's a great car, yeah. but yeah. you see yourself coming and going for all the people who bought it the, for the reasons that you didn't, which is frustrating. Yeah,
0: well, and, and here's here's the one thing I will say about the 3 Series. It's it's just, it's ace up its sleeve for like, I'm in terrible cliches tonight, I'm sorry. The, the, the extra oh, thing that it it's has a going for it. <laughs> the extra thing that it has going for it, though, with the 3 Series, you're going to have to think about how you're driving. If what you're, how you're driving is going to be commuting, and you're going to be fast blast on the freeway, and that's 95% of your driving, the 3 Series might be your sweet spot, and here's why I say it. Everything we've listed on this list is running second to the 3 Series in drivetrain, power and drivetrain. That... That turbo motor and that eight-speed, it is an eight now, isn't it? Eight-speed DCT transmission is in a class above everything else we've listed. So if that's the way you're going to use this car is just freeway blasts and commutes and that kind of stuff, the 3 Series walks away, literally and figuratively, from everything else on the list. So you're going to have to think about how you're driving. Uh, If I were going to be going down some fun mountain roads, 3 Series would not be the top of the list for me. Uh, If it was commuting, I would say it works its way back up. Of course, the interior is nice. The seats are great. But here are my wild cards. Okay, go for it. Used cars. Used Audi S8. I mean, not not S8. S4. S4. Sorry, you said the A4. I'm going to go S4. S4. Used Audi S4. With the Which uh, would be really interesting. Uh, Yes, exactly. Exactly. So go used Audi S4. That would be an interesting way to go. The other one, though, that I actually feel like... If I had to say, here's your car, it's this one. Used E90 Series M3 Sedan.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic Take choice. Your-
0: take your forty something grand forty five grand go buy yourself one of those yes the maintenance will be more expensive yes it's gonna be a used car it's gonna cost you a little bit of money in that regard but it's gonna do classy better than the rest of these it's gonna do muscle better than the rest of these incredible engine note it is a dual personality car go back and watch our review that car would be fantastic for doing all of these things obviously it was originally a seventy something thousand dollar car you're buying it for you know almost half price it'll be expensive when you have to get it worked on but. That that kills the list. So that for would me. be
1: the E ninety two, right? The E ninety two. Essentially
0: the one we drove. Yeah. I mean it's that V8. it's that nice it's the nice yeah. V eight in sedan four-door form. That car is is one of the best combinations I've ever seen of simultaneously classy and Hoonmobile. It yeah. blends that so well, it's awesome. I it's fell awesome. in
1: love with that car. Although two things, Vladimir, you will be shoveling gas in the direction of that car because it will be yes. drinking everything you can throw at it. So it's going to be a tells you
0: where gas stations are, you will need it.
1: <laughs> just yeah, you're you're going to be very familiar with that. And the second is any German car that we've recommended on here are going to hold generally speaking, hold their value longer than an American car or probably the Japanese cars. Just because everybody thinks, "Oh, the used cars they're going to be have they're going they're going to be tracked or driven really hard or just worn out, something like that. But the German cars will definitely hold, the, hold their value longer. So if you're looking to keep it four or five years and then sell it, you're going to get your money, generally speaking, more money back out of it than any of these other cars, especially an American car. And that's why, you know, if you're going that direction, German all day long. But maintenance cost is going to be more. The M3, I love that car. Yeah, but great car. It's going to be an expensive car to maintain. Again, not to mm-hmm. own, but to to uh, or not to buy, but to own to maintain. Well, I mean, like we and say to
0: people before, maybe I, a smaller I, I engine. Like,
1: it's a V eight. I feel
0: thirsty. like I say this all the time, but I think the big thing here's here's the the, the double edged sword of buying a used car, a, a really high end used car. Yeah. If you buy yourself. Let's just go with the M3. $75,000, $80,000 car, you buy it for half that. Congratulations. Excellent shopping. Great choice. We're applauding you. When you take it in for service, it is an $80,000 car, not a $40,000 car. Right. If, you're, if right. you brace your headspace for that, you're fine. You're going to love it. You're going to be like, look at what I drive for so much less money. As long as you know that. It doesn't mean the cars are reliable. It just means when they crack the hood... They are cracking the hood of an eighty thousand dollar car, so you got to brace yourself for that. So that is the <laughs> the issue here for sure.
1: Although one problem, that car does scream success. <laughs> that car just says you've arrived. <laughs> well, but so, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. no, I, I I tease, I tease, but I it, it's a fantastic choice. I. It's it's I'm much in subtler it.
0: in the in the four door. It, it's it's much subtler in the four Can door. Can you get them still for forty really five?
1: Could you get one for forty five thousand somewhere in there? Uh,
0: I can't speak to Ontario prices. I bet you if you were shopping and you were willing to get some miles on it, I bet you at this point yes, because let's be honest, the new ones have dropped. The new ones are out.
1: Although I and did just see uh, an RS four, two thousand seven RS four for forty five grand.
0: <laughs> <Howdy>. <laughs> that's for you that's for you shopping rs4 yeah, okay. right. so you're shopping for rs4s now you've you've tipped your hand uh yeah that's not that's not what need to recommend here thank you guys again for listening i hope you've enjoyed this episode please please get on and we're going to be el- elsewhere we're not only on itunes you can catch us of course on shout engine where it's sourced thanks to the guys at shout engine chris hayes yeah. over there is awesome to us and many yep. many many others uh, also, you can catch us on, uh, what is it, Pocket Cast. You can find us there. We're yes. working our way on Glad to, you uh, St- Stitcher and all the other places. So wherever you get your podcast from, if it's not iTunes, please find us on there, the Everyday Driver Car Debate, and please give us a rating. Help us climb in the ratings. If you are on iTunes, please yeah. rate the show. Give it some stars or whatever stars you think it's worth. Give us a comment. That does help immensely. That will keep us growing. And, of course, as I say, if you're looking for us, it is wherever you are, Everyday Driver, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook.
1: You YouTube. didn't cram as many Everyday Drivers into this last segment as you possibly could. I, I'm, I'm
0: trying. I'm trying to see if I could find a more efficient way to say this because let's be honest, <laughs> it's Everyday Driver, no spaces. So wherever you are, that's where to look. You that's will find right. us. We do have a website, Facebook, uh, Twitter. You can find us on all of those. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please tell your friends, your enemies, uh, random people that have computers. Uh, We need everybody's viewership, and we ideally uh, need you to be watching the ads. I I hate to say that again, but there it is.
1: Yeah, Um, ad blockers. But But yeah, rate us on podcast. Uh, Rate us on iTunes. That is huge for us. Thank
0: you guys again for
1: hanging out with us and for listening. Thanks, everyone.